Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today, episode 190. A cool even 190. It's Friday, November 30th. I'm your host, Keller, with me, Tim. Tim's at. Hi, guys. How's it going? Tim here. <laughs> uh, we're back. A couple weeks off. Tim had some time off. Last week was Black Friday holiday stuff. It took a couple, couple of weeks. But, but we're back. And there's a ton of stuff going on. Uh, let's see. Since we've been off, we... Reviewed the OnePlus 6T, reviewed the Fossil Sport. There's a Pixel Lite, 3 Lite uh, phone now floating around. There's uh, Samsung showed off, well, sort of showed off their foldable phone. They announced a new UI. There's actually some stuff. Oh, Project Fi is now Google Fi. There's actually quite a bit of stuff going on. So, anyways, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us on this fabulous, rainy Portland Friday. Uh, trivia back. Once again, uh, sponsor this week, you can see at the bottom there, Anchor. Anchor supplied us with five of their wireless charging stands. So if you hang around to the end of the show, we do trivia. Uh, you have a chance to win a wireless charging stand from uh, from Anchor. Thanks very much, Anchor, for sponsoring the show. All right. Um, well, there's actually kind of breaking news uh, that just dropped right before the show. So we'll probably start there. Uh, Hangouts. You remember Hangouts, right? Google Hangouts. We only use it every single day. We yeah, only really use it yeah. for all communications at Droid Life. Yes, that one. Uh, according to 9to5Google, Google, it's uh, going away in uh, 2020. About a year. Possibly oh. a little bit longer, maybe. Uh, they said uh, it'll be alive through 2019. So we got a little bit of time. This isn't quite the quick death that was Inbox, which is going away, I think, in like a couple months. Uh, they say about 2020, Google will look to shut down Hangouts and... Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a ways away. Um, I'm not sure what the hell we're going to do. Hmm. <laughs> what are we going to use? What are we, what are Facebook we Messenger, I guess. I see. I just don't really want to use Facebook apps. And like, Facebook's like a Are terrible. you one of those guys? Or you're like, yeah, Facebook's gross. Yeah, I mean, what I don't like Facebook mean? anyway. We use what? it for business purposes only. I got to personally get on there. Facebook Messenger is actually a pretty solid messaging app, but I mean... Do you want to like, like you and I are in the position where we talk to a lot of our family and friends via Hangouts or have you transitioned people away? Are you still in there? No, it took me years to get everyone on Hangouts and I yeah. refuse to tell them to <laughs> get the next best thing because I don't know if there is like a next best thing. You know, like I want I an know. instant message. I don't want to text. I don't want SMS or MMS or RCS or, you know, PMS right. or you know, any of that. I want instant message i am so maybe if aol could get back in the game i'd greatly appreciate <laughs> what's the other one icq what, that, that was that old school one icq did you ever ICQ. use icq yeah that was no good. i did not yahoo messenger and aol were just my, my okay thing. i used yahoo and, and i think icq uh so you mentioned rcs i think maybe google's betting that by 2020 rcs is actually a thing on phones in multiple carriers. Uh, you know, we've talked about RCS off and on, rich communication services. Uh, we've been talking about that for how many years now? Like at least three, I think, or maybe two, two to three. And Google keeps saying like, it's coming. We got all these partners and there's a universal profile and it's going to be beautiful. And then no one adopts it. Like T-Mobile was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do RCS. And then they said they turned it on and then they only allow like an old Galaxy S7 to access <laughs> to, to use those services. So, RCS doesn't seem like it's anywhere near being ready, but maybe over the next year, that's the case. And if that's the case, like that makes messaging a little bit easier. 
Um, but I like Hangouts because it has all my Google accounts attached to it, and I can just jump between them, talk to family on the personal account, talk to you or work stuff on the Droid Life. I mean, like I can jump around. It's like the when they killed text messaging within Hangouts, I didn't really care because I use Google Voice and it's separate anyway. But like. I like just being ju- able to jump between and it has like all the features I need. Like I can send a video and send pictures. Uh, I mean, I know it hasn't been updated forever and it's kind of a garbage app these days. And it's not really that modern in terms of messaging, but it still works. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. They're killing aloe. Did Bertrand say he uses aloe? <laughs> well, no, I think, well, no. I mean, maybe he didn't know that they are killing aloe. Oh, I think that was what the discussion was. But yes, aloe is not even an option for us now. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the other story, right? Is aloe has already come and gone. Like, since Hangouts was was basically shoved to the side and they said it's going to be this corporate thing and they have Hangouts chats or whatever on Hangouts chat on the the enterprise side, aloe came in and they were like, yay, aloe, this is the future. And that's already dead. Like, aloe already died before Hangouts, which is not good. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what we're going to use. I know there's WhatsApp out there, but I just, I don't know, like, unless you like live on the East Coast or in any other part of the world, I like, we don't use WhatsApp on the West Coast. It really seems like an East Coast and everywhere else in the world besides West Coast, USA. <laughs> it's seriously, thing. I don't know why that is, but. Yeah, and people keep, people keep mentioning Slack. Uh, I mean, I know of Slack. I, I just know absolutely nothing about Slack. All I do is I see people say that how much they hate Slack. Yeah. Or like, you know, Slack went down. I can't do my work, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to have to rely on something that goes down periodically or something. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean. So. So, yeah, we don't use Slack because uh, it's just Tim and I. We don't need to have, like, these giant corporate conversations. Do people actually use Slack for personal purposes? I'm just curious in the chat because I know that Slack is a big deal. And I know that, like, I see all the media people I follow talking about Slack all the time. It's really annoying. But, like, do, does anyone use it for personal conversations? I don't, I don't know if they do. I have a feeling that's a no. But everyone says, well, well one person says, says no. no. Uh before we get going though uh two donations uh before we even started the show today pc 747 dropped 20 bucks on us said happy holidays i don't know if pc 747 is still around but thank you so much that's a massive donation thank you so much uh and then alex just dropped five bucks on us thank you alex great start to show. yeah happy holidays everyone happy uh-huh. holidays whatever you celebrate get out there love one another Let's see. So there's a no, a no, no, it's too much for a personal conversation. Uh, you can, if you want to. So people don't really use Slack for personal. That's kind of what I got. It was like more of a work thing, which is apparently great for that. So yeah, I don't know. Like what am I going to use? I'm guessing just text messaging. I mean, you know, you and I use Google Voice for our own like phone number and stuff, and the messaging experience in there is not terrible. But do you and I really want to send Google Voice? I don't. We'll know. figure. We have we'll figure we have a year to figure it out. We've got a year. There'll be something great that'll come and go by then from Google. We'll get another messaging app. So anyway, uh, that's the word on the street. Is twenty twenty Hangouts potentially will die, and uh, then we'll figure we'll figure something else. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah. I'm also sort of like a self-hating Android user, you know, because a lot of my friends have iPhones and they don't talk to me because I'm a green bubble or whatever in their <laughs> chat. 
message on it. I, you know, I always feel like I'm a little left out. So just Android just does not seem to really have like a fantastic messaging app or even experience. I think that's why everyone switched to WhatsApp a long time ago, except for us on the West coast. Yeah. West coast is the best coast. What can you say? Apparently not in terms of messaging platforms. We are not, but that's a good point. All right, let's move out of there though. Let's talk about something else. That's probably at least somewhat exciting. Uh, a few months ago, a rumored mid-range pixel um, d- dropped. I guess I should just say the code name. What was it? It's not the actual phone that showed up this week. It was the other one. Oh, it was Benito. That's right. Um, uh, the guy should know his name. Apologize, but he's from Win Future. Um, he said that there's a mid-range phone coming from Google uh, called or under the code name Benito. Uh, and we said, okay, cool. Uh, then like a week ago, uh, I, I believe it was from the guys at Android police found another code name called Sargo. Uh, they did like an app teardown or something and found a code name called Sargo. So we had Benito and Sargo and we went, Oh, these could be new pixel phones. And then the Russians showed up <laughs> like a week ago. And, uh, you guys remember the Russians who had the pixel three and three XL like three months early and, and did full reviews of them. They, the same guys showed up, uh, with a budgety looking pixel three, which they dubbed pixel three light. I, I can't imagine Google will call the phone, the pixel three light, by the way. Uh, but code name Sargo. So Sargo clearly is this mid range phone. So they showed it off. It looks a lot like the normal pixel three. So it looks like, uh, looks like this guy it looks just like this except maybe a little bit bigger chin uh, but even size wise kind of about the same shape and all that you know a little bit bigger bezels um and then they dove in and looked at specs and it has like an ips display a 5.56 ips display at 1080p snapdragon 670 uh 32 gig storage 4 gig ram 29 15 millimeter battery 12 megapixel rear camera 8 megapixel front camera rear fingerprint reader it has a headphone jack which is uh interesting so it uh, it does indeed look like a mid-range pixel. Um, then they uh, posted, well, I shouldn't say, so Rosetkit, I don't know if I'm saying that right. They're the ones that first outed it. And then like the next week, another, I think, Russian got a hold of probably that same phone because they seem to pass the leak one around previously just between all of their like media friends in Russia. So then we got pictures of it compared to like a Pixel 3 XL and I think even an iPhone 10 or something. And yeah, it just kind of looks like a Pixel Three. So, um, what do you, I mean? What do you think? Like, do we need a Pixel Three mid-range ish kind of phone? Like, like, I guess if you look at Apple, right? They have their really high-end stuff, and then they have this 10R phone, and then they have their old phones, which are kind of their mid-range ones. At each year, right? They kind of get pushed aside. Do we need a Pixel Three Lite? I suppose. I mean, that seems like Apple. I mean, Apple does it, and the 10R appears to be selling rather well, which shocks the hell out of me. I don't know why people would want the the layman's iPhone um, with its Retina Liquid or Retina Crystal Display, whatever marketing mumbo-jumbo they made up for that phone. I guess it's cool if we can get more people. It's got to be affordable. Um, If it can be like 500 bucks. 450 550 max it's got to be one plus pricing you know but you get that google experience right i mean i suppose that would be what google's attempting to do um maybe because it knows 700 dollars and 800 dollars is a lot of a lot of quiche uh for some people so i'm fine with it 
uh, being a thing. It's not going to be my next phone just because I guess I don't want um, any compromise in terms of my smartphone experience. I want right. the best gaming. I want the best performance. I want the best camera. And I don't know if a light phone is going to be able to deliver that. Uh, but I'm with you. I also don't think it's going to be called Pixel 3 Lite. Why would you just, you know, in the name, why would you tell someone that something cheap. sucks? Yeah. yeah cheap, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what the name could be, but definitely not Pixel 3 Lite. If it is light, I guess whatever. But And they better not call it Mini. It's not really that mini. It's not a mini. No, I don't, I don't know what yeah. they're going to call it. They probably won't even be Pixel 3. Well, I guess it could be Pixel 3 because it looks like the other Pixel 3. I don't know, but Pixel 3 Lite, Pixel 3 Mini, all those sound stupid. So Pixel 3S, <laughs> I'm not really sure what the hell they're going to call it. Uh, as long as the pricing's right, it sounds like a good enough idea because a lot of people were not happy with the eight dollars $9,000 price tag on the regular 3 and 3XL. But yeah, is it is it going to be five fifty? And then everyone looks and goes, "But well, one plus the six T is five fifty. Why would we buy your Pixel Three Mini over that?" So yeah, just call it the. I like, someone said kind of like a Pixel Three Headphone Jack Edition. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like that. That'd be cool. I don't know why it's coming with a <laughs> headphone jack. That that makes it seem even more mid range and like kind of budget phone. <laughs> no, it it's totally very does, weird. Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't know what to think about it. I suppose, I guess we don't really know what angle Google's trying to take here. So, I think we should just start referring to those Pixel Three headphone jack headphone edition. Jack edition. I actually like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's like good that Google's trying to branch out, expand the line. But it's totally going to be five hundred bucks, and everyone's going to go, "Are you kidding me? I'm buying that." Yeah, I don't. It won't be four hundred. Like, Google won't go that cheap. I don't think. I don't no. think they will. I don't know if they can. Uh, I mean, they got to make some money, but yeah. I don't know if I really want to. Uh, not that you know, making the Pixel brand more accessible to other people is essentially like watering down the ecosystem or what they're offering. But I want every product that Google makes to be exceptional and very good. Um, I know you'll talk about Pixel Slate and all that, but you don't want hardware or experiences to kind of you know uh hinder what the pixel name could be you know pixel should stand for the best of what google does and so if it's a light experience it has to be like a really good light experience so i just hope that whatever it is it's exceptional at its price point so yeah and that you know they need to get Pixel phones in more people's hands. It seems like because still people I don't think are buying. I mean, people buy the Pixel phones, but certainly not, not like, like Samsung, not like you know, Samsung. or something like that. So, I mean, I can't even imagine they're coming close to LG, whose sales are tanking. I can't even imagine they're close to those. But I don't know. Maybe they are. It's got to sell more than HTC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely probably true. Uh, well, all right, so. This Pixel 3 Lite thing, we don't really know much else. We have no idea when it's coming. We have no idea how much it'll cost, any of the any of the anything. We just kind of know that it exists in prototype form and that the, the Russians have the it. The Russians have it. 
Uh, all right, so there's a ton of other Google news that we want to run through. So Tim was on vacation like a week ago and brought like 17 phones with him and took like 17,000 pictures. Uh, so he put together this massive kind of camera shootout with the Pixel 3 XL, OnePlus 6T, <laughs> Red Hydrogen 1, uh, Galaxy Note 9, and then the Mate 20 Pro. So basically all the best phones you could buy today. include. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with this little red phone uh, tossed in there just for giggles. Um, and so you can look at all these pictures and what's crazy about it is you can see just such a drastic difference between the styles that each one takes. Uh, the The post isn't about deciding or us deciding which photos best. It's just like, look, these are the differences between the pictures that all these take. So if you have not looked at that yet, uh, you should, because uh, if you're looking for a new phone right now, he basically took all the phones you should be considering and the red phone, <laughs> the red phone too. And, uh, and took a whole bunch of pictures and it's in Hawaii. So the pictures are beautiful anyway. So you should just go look at them. But, uh, I like these kind of posts cause you can really see even in thumbnail view, you can see like, the contrast of the sky, like the crappy dynamic range of the red phone. I mean, like you can really kind of get a good idea of, of what these things could do. So, yeah, I mean, it took me a lot of time to do not only to compile, but of course I had to be the weirdo walking around Hawaii with a fanny pack full of phones. And I'm not joking. I had an actual fanny pack. Pretty legit. And yeah, uh, yeah five phones stuffed in there, mate 20 pro one plus 60, just bringing them, busting them all out. And some people would ask me like, Hey, the hell are you doing and i was like oh i i like review phones <laughs> and they're like oh man that's awesome yeah i was like yeah but look this sucks i have to wear look a fanny pack fanny pack. <laughs> oh, it's so fanny pack full of phones but obviously some gorgeous sites black sand beach green sand beach uh Kaka falls whole bunch of gorgeous stuff so a lot of fun a lot of fun photos and uh as Kellen said, I mean, you can really see a difference even with the compression, you know, that takes place when you upload a photo to the web and all that. I mean, you can still see a pretty clear differences uh, in terms of what a phone is going to offer in the uh, photo category. Uh, Tech Matters asking if there's a picture of the fanny pack. It's just a black fanny pack. <laughs> it's nothing special. Is there a picture of <laughs> that? Was that a Droid Life branded fanny pack? Maybe that should be oh, the next swag. Huh? Oh, man. I could rock a Droid Life fanny pack during CES. I would absolutely love that. So we'll look into this. Thank you. I love pretty, it. Pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, since we've been off air, Google rolled out call screen and the night sight camera to all Pixel phones. So those were initially launch features of the Pixel 3. Now you can do call screen, which is screening calls, which is one of my favorite software features introduced in a long time. I love screening everyone because they're almost all spam calls. You can tell they, at least I, I dream that they're getting really mad and hanging up on me because I'm getting back at them with my auto call screen thing. Uh, but Night Sight is rolled out to all Pixel phones. It works a little bit differently depending on which phone you have. The best experience is obviously going to be on the Pixel 3 because it's built for that in the, uh, the Pixel uh, chip. What the hell is it called? the camera chip the camera chip the visualization core pixel visual core that's a yeah yeah uh, it's a big visualization yeah the, the, <laughs> the one in the three was built like with that in mind even though the pixel 2 has a similar chip i thought the same one maybe not um it still works a little bit differently so either way you have night sight on all pixel phones and still kind of works incredible no matter which one you're using 
blows my mind. Yeah, it actually really does. I show it to people. I was at this. So my neighbor had like a pretty major surgery. And so they were kind of doing like a go get him boy, like a party. And uh, I was talking to some people who I'd never met before at this party. And they were like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I do this stuff. And they were like, okay, what phone should I buy? Right. That's what they always ask. Right. And I'm like, just buy yeah, just just by Google's phone. Well, why does it have the best camera? Blah, blah blah. And I was like, well, yeah, it does. You want to see some magic? Like I can say that now. <laughs> want to see some magic? And I just showed them like a couple of night sight pictures, and they were they were they were yeah, they were blown away. They couldn't. Like I said, I mean, it, it sort of transforms the landscape of mobile photography, man. You know, obviously, I had night sight over in Hawaii, and um. The night sky in Hawaii is just so unlike anything that I feel like we have here, at least in portions of the mainland. And uh, the first night I got there, it was a clear sky. You know, this is, you know, November, so it's the beginning of the rainy season. But uh, the first night was just incredible, you know, uh, tons of stars and you're able to take shots in the night light. The night sight uh, really just kind of helps you bring out those stars and stuff. But then, of course, every other night was cloudy. Um, screwed my life. But I love night sight. I yeah. I swear by it now so it's crazy it's one of those things that uh like you said it kind of changes mobile photography a little bit and everyone will copy them now i'm sure or try to i hope so uh yeah so eventually like every phone will have something similar where they'll just copy google if they can figure it out i'm sure they'll figure it out i'm sure they just reverse engineer everything samsung's gotta be close i mean i'm sure the galaxy s10 will have some type of night sight feature yeah night mode will too yeah so either way, call screen, night sight, both are readily available to everyone. If you haven't had those, update your phone app, update your camera app. Um, Google Duplex, which was another thing shown off uh, as coming soon during the Pixel 3 event, is sort of available, right? Uh, Google Duplex is the, you know, ask Google to call and book you an appointment sort of thing. It's only in select cities. Uh, initially there was only select part, like participating places doing it. Now it's kind of a little more open, but you have to be in select cities. And what is it like San Francisco, I can't remember San Francisco, Dallas. I don't remember, but it was, okay. it was like four places. Yeah. It's only like four places. So it's going to be a really slow rollout. Detroit life would not be slow. I could probably tell you, uh, Atlanta, New York, Atlanta, Phoenix, San Francisco. Or the four areas. No. So if you live in one of those and you have a Pixel phone, you should check it out. Uh, the uh, the guys at VentureBeat did kind of were the first to report that it's kind of readily available and posted this this video that it was them walking through it. It looks like one of the most painful things I've ever. And and they were during their video, they were trying to like show off every little piece of the conversation. So it probably took a little bit longer than it needed to. But I could have called and made six appointments by then or gone online and booked a, the restaurant like on open table or something in two seconds. So it uh cool idea, but they need to figure out a way. Cause so basically what you have to do is go through this list of questions for Google and then Google then calls the restaurant without you. Right. And does the thing and then reports back and says, look, I made you this reservation, but to go through the list of things just seemed really tedious. I get, you could be working and talking to your phone and telling it what you want. And that's kind of fine. But I mean, if it takes two minutes to go on open table and just click reserve, I'd much rather do that. Yeah, very interesting. I don't call anyone. Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) I imagine it would be cool, like, say it's maybe the middle of the night and the restaurant's already closed or something. You could tell Google to do that, and then it'll know, you know, by way of Google search that the business is open. Let me call and make this appointment or something like that. Other than that, 
you know, if I'm like, if I'm walking down the street, kind of like their video shows, and I want to make an appointment for something, I suppose I would just be on open table and do it yeah. myself. And, you know, because then it wants the backup time, like, oh, hey, what if they're not available at this time? Will this time work? And then you have to confirm, like, yes, that's fine, Google. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I could ju- I just, I already know this information, so doing it myself just makes sense. But, yeah. It, I mean, it's still promising. It just looks so damn, like you said, tedious. So. Yeah. It'll probably get better at some point. Sure. One day. So anyway, that's uh, if you're in one of those four cities I mentioned, which I've already forgotten, uh, give it a shot. Let us, let us know how it is. Portland is not one of them. Uh, Tim mentioned Pixel Slate earlier. Yeah. So Pixel Slate is now available. I have one over here somewhere tucked under a bunch of crap. Uh, Pixel Slate is now available. It's Google's uh, first tablet in a number of years. Since the Pixel C, actually. It's been a long time. starts at 600 bucks. You can get one for 800000 1600 Kind of jumps all over. Um, this is it. If I can figure out how to open it. Look. Pixel Whoa. Slate. Uh, so I have the Slate with like the keyboard. Um, this is the $1,000 version with uh, Intel Core i5, 8 gig RAM, 120 gig storage, and then the keyboard costs 200 bucks. So this is like a $1,200 machine. Um, I'm still testing. Obviously, I'll review it at some point in time. Uh, do I think most people should buy this thing? No. Yes. No. no. Um, and that's coming from the guy who really likes the pixel book and would tell you like, go buy a pixel book because they're really fun and great. This one, I just don't really know because I mean, tablets, tablets are stupid for one. Uh, that's just personal opinion. Tablets are stupid. Uh, this, this device as a tablet doesn't really work that great yet. Uh, Google's still trying to figure out, I think where Chrome OS goes as a tablet operating system. So, uh, as a tablet, I, I mean, I got testing to do, but some of the animations and stuff are kind of slow. I, I don't know. It, it's a tablet experience. Like, what are you supposed to do? Tablets are just big. You're supposed to just watch movies on tablets, aren't you? And play video games. I don't know what the hell else you're supposed to do with them. Uh, as a computer, it's mostly fine. It reminds me of the Pixelbook experience, uh, except you obviously have to dock it in like a flimsy, crappy keyboard like this thing that costs 200 bucks. or Bridge makes one where you can essentially turn it into a, ta- or a full laptop. So... I mean, I would say right now, unless you're dying inside to own a tablet made by Google, like, I don't know why you'd buy this thing. Uh, just buy a Pixelbook. If you want a Chrome OS and the best experience there, just, just buy a Pixelbook. It folds into a damn tablet. So, uh, anyways, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do have one. If you guys have questions and want, just shoot me an email or something. I'll tell you, whatever, and we'll review it at some point. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a ta- it's a tablet. It's a Chrome OS tablet. It's really expensive. Yeah, and if you do want like a a full laptop experience, might I recommend maybe a Windows uh, PC or Apple MacBook potentially? Because Chromebooks are extremely limited in what they can do. So. That's what that's what Tim thinks he doesn't use one in a while. So there's that. <laughs> are Tim and Kellen both in Portland? We are Han Solo. We sure are both in Portland. Yes, we is. Yeah, yeah. Kellen's rocking that South Side. I'm rocking that North Side. Hmm. Mm. Yep. so anyway pixel slate got one uh you should not get one unless you really need a tablet uh we'll have more on that later uh let's see what else has come out uh smart display updates in the last couple of weeks so smart i'm really starting to enjoy the smart display can i just say that uh i have a lenovo smart display in the kitchen i have a google home hub right here in front of me and the google smart displays are 
we're getting really good. Like I can just reach over now and swipe down and there's all my smart home controls. Like I can just touch. So I don't have to shout at Google, which I rarely do anymore. Cause I really hate doing the Google keyword thing. So, but I can just reach over and swipe and like check the front door camera, adjust temperature, turn lights on, whatever. And what's cool is like this one's in the office. And so it knows my office lights are the thing I may want to control. So there's like a quick control at the bottom to just turn them off and on. See, like I get off on like that's nice and then if my doorbell rings because the nest doorbell just like pops up a video feed i don't know smart displays are i think are actually getting pretty good uh, but this week they got uh quick alarms you can set now um uh, you're gonna be able to share photos like if you're using it as a photo slideshow which you should be and you see one you can say like hey blah blah send to this friend because this photo is cool or whatever um there's going to be a cookbook thing. You can store cookbooks. They change the clock when the screen goes dark to being this big clock, which I like. Do like I, that. I don't know. They've just done a bunch of things that just keep making it better and better. And these things, well, if you were shopping over Black Friday weekend, you could have gotten one for a really good price. Like the eight inch Lenovo was a hundred bucks. Home Hub was a hundred bucks. I think the ten inch Lenovo might have been discounted too. The JBL, um, their Link View speaker, which is probably the best audio experience. Verizon somehow had it a hundred bucks off, whereas everyone else only had it like 50 bucks off. So these things are going to only be discounted probably more and more throughout the holidays. But I don't know. I like them. I'm a fan of, I, I didn't think I would be a fan cause I had the echo show for a while and it was like the worst piece of technology I've used in a while. Uh, waste of every space of whatever it was, uh, smart displays though. I like them. I do like them. I just like that. I can just have a library of photos going on my desk and it's just, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, and I have the one here, and then I have one in the kitchen. So I got photos all over. Like I said, the one in the kitchen I use as my secondary TV because if my mm. child is, wants to watch something and I want to watch, like, the Timbers go to the championship of MLS again, which they are again, I can do that what in the sport kitchen. What are you even talking about? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the soccers. Atlanta, um, here we come. <laughs> oh, man. Your Twitter's too much because you'll tweet things with absolutely zero context. Like, I think, I feel like, what was it, like Valerie or something, some name you tweeted out last oh, yeah. night? I was like, what the hell is he even talking about? I was like, oh, Timbers, Ron. That's probably what he's yeah. yelling about. Yeah, I was screaming on Twitter about the Timbers, yeah. which is uh, always fun. That's the best thing about Twitter is like, People live in their own world and they think that anyone else knows or gives one ounce of shit about their world. And so they tweet stuff yeah. and like you just said, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, but if I was doing that, because I think the Cowboys and Saints played last night. If I was doing yes. that about like them, everyone would be like, oh, Cone's watching football. But no, I'm the weird guy shouting about soccer in the U.S. Uh, yeah. That's cool, though. Like we all got our things, right? Yeah, it's good to be an individual. Uh, so also LG announced their smart display. Finally, it is, it's called the X boom. Android life is like struggling to load. It could be like this windows boot camp I have running. I'm not really sure. I was going to tell you the actual name of it. It's like the LG X boom AI. Oh, it's the, the ThinQ WK nine. No, it has like a much longer name than that. X boom AI ThinQ WKA nine smart. Oh yeah. Display. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just call it the X boom. Anyways, uh, it's available and, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's already discounted, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> At least it was. I want to know because droid life isn't loading for me either. So <laughs> we wrote up the hangout story and the world is like crashing. Everyone's like, crashing no. 
Oh, that's totally that's what's fun. going on. There's a little yeah. bit of a flood of traffic on the site right now. Uh, all right. Anyway, so the XBoom AI ThinQ WK whatever. Yeah, looks great. It sounds like a radio station. Yeah, to I cannot believe the they named it that. Yeah. Well, that's LG. I mean, what, the, what was that watch they just uh, announced and then discontinued after two days? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay, LG. we're going to talk about this watch for a second. All right. <laughs> so you guys know that LG announced the Watch W7. That was at the V40, I think. The V40 Thin Q, speaking of terrible names. The V40 Thin Q unveiling. Um, they showed off this watch called the W7. It was the hybrid watch. We've talked about it on the show. It was the hybrid one with the actual mechanical hands. And it sounded like a good idea, except it was 450, no NFC, no heart rate, no GPS. So it didn't have any of the extra stuff. It was just this watch with mechanical hands and it's pretty big too um and it costs 450 bucks it doesn't even (laughs) run the new snapdragon wire 3100 right so it's like there's nothing about it that should be 450 bucks so we all kind of laugh at it shortly after they show it off because like the hands are they're in the way of everything you're doing and so everyone kind of clowned on it kind of early but the weird thing was is lg just went silent on it (laughs) And so a few weeks went by and we just randomly started talking about it. I just ran over to Best Buy's website, looked it up, and there it was. Like you could buy it and no one had reviewed it. Tim had asked for a review unit and they just like were like, yeah, I don't even remember what they said. They just didn't get back to you or something. They the just said time. we don't have units. Yeah. So there was no <laughs> so. review units. No one, like no publication has reviewed this thing, but you could buy it at Best Buy and it was 450 bucks. And we were close because because we kind of wanted to get it in house to see how bad it really was. And we said, it's probably not worth it. Um, so then black Friday, black Friday rolls around and they just drop 200 bucks off the thing. <laughs> you can get it for two fifty. I think you can still, I think I looked the other day, it's still $200 off. And there's like four reviews at Best Buy. And one of them says, I think this is the best watch ever. And the other three say exactly what we thought. It's really expensive. The experience is terrible because the hands are in the way. One of the guys said um, when you use it with a different watch face that doesn't come on it, you get the digital hands like floating behind the mechanical hands because the watch faces don't know there's mechanical hands, right? So uh, the reviews are they're pretty brutal. But we think we have one coming now, right? Uh, according to uh, our... Um, PR rep at LG. We should have one next week, and we will be doing a the shortest review uh, ever. Um, I cannot wait. I can't wait. And yeah, and just to confirm, it is two fifty across the web. They they slash the price on eBay, uh, Reed's Jewelry, Best Buy, and wherever I guess you can buy the thing. So yeah, yeah. The uh, watch. What is it? Watch W seven. Watch W seven. Dub seven. It's just a very odd launch because you don't see often where a company unveils something. And this thing's been in the works for a while. We saw it hit the FCC like in May, I think, and it finally arrived in October or whenever that was. And then to have them not like even acknowledge that it's available, I think it's pretty obvious they uh, realized it was a massive mistake. I just want to know how they get from. Here's this concept, and the first time they boot software on this concept, somebody doesn't go, that's not yeah. great. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's not going to work. The hands are in the way. How did no one say, we probably shouldn't do this? 
Yeah, I feel that we, though, maybe as the, the media, the bloggers, the fake news, we need to take responsibility for this disaster. Because when we were talking about hybrid watches, a watch that was digital along with mechanical hands, we were like, oh, man, that would be so awesome. Like, the hybrid watches are coming. Holy Oh man, they're terrible. <laughs> like because it's just the experience, you know. The the experience has yet to be catered for a, a hybrid watch with That's true. you know analog hands. So it's our fault. Um, not fully. LG should have said no. You guys are wrong. You guys are we, dumb. You, yeah, you don't want that. Believe us. You know we made it. It's bad. And then they could have showed us pictures. We all would have laughed. Ha ha ha. But now we're like actually laughing because they moved along they with it and tried made to roll. It. They actually made it for 450 bucks. To, to be blue. fair, I'm just an opinion guy. I'm not an engineer. Um, what I will say though is when we we were excited about this. I think it's more just the general idea. This is right. not I promise this is not me making an excuse. The general idea sounds cool. You're like, oh, it's this hybrid with an actual full Wear OS and some mechanical hands. It could look great. It sounds cool. But if any of us would have seen it, I'm pretty sure we would have gone, oh no. No, no, we can't do that. Um Anyways, it got approved on multiple levels and then made it to a press conference and then was, is sold at, uh, at Best Buy Source. Yeah. And that was also a good time to note that LG has a new head of their mobile division, Brian <laughs> Kwan, who was in charge of their appliance and home theater and all this good stuff that, and that he really kind of raised guy, up. I think, yeah. He's the TV guy. Yeah. So yeah. anything home entertainment, Brian's been in charge of it for a while. And, uh, so this should be interesting. See if you can um, turn turn mobile around. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> oh man, LG stuff they do sometimes. They do. Anyways, some yeah. So next week we should have one. That's gonna be, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't. I cannot wait. Uh, oh, speak, speaking of watches, I'll jump around a little bit. So I've been doing a lot of watch testing lately. I, I think it's because like I'm I'm not burnt out on phones, but we had that wave of phones come in, and it was just like review, 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 review. And so I I've been reviewing watches. So like here's the LG. Not, I'm sorry, not LG Fossil Sport. I still have the uh, whatever the hell this expensive thing is, Mont Blanc. Mont Blanc, some yet do Mont Blanc. In a couple of my videos, I said because I'm not French and I'm super West Coast Northwest guy who speaks in the plainest English ever. I I was like this, this Mont Blanc, and like half of the comments go, "You don't say the T, Kellen. You don't say the T." And I was like, "Oh Jesus, okay, okay, all right. I'm not French. Just leave me alone." Anyways, still wearing that. And then I actually this was like the worst purchase ever. Any idea what that is? looks nice what the watch yeah do i know what that is yeah um oh is that a galaxy watch it's totally the galaxy watch i put my own band on it but uh yeah so i picked up it's uh it's like a canvasy material okay yeah uh so yeah but been testing watches so well first of all let me trash on the galaxy watch for a second um i hadn't used the samsung watch in a while so i picked this one up size is right says the battery's good got a good display the specs whatever uh, I, I think I stopped wearing it in about a day because I went, this is, why do people like these? Uh, they don't really work that well with Android. Well, because they don't run Androids, ties in. Uh, the notification experience is really, really bad on these. Like they pop up in this page over to the left 
And oh, because I wasn't using Gmail because I use inbox, uh, I wasn't getting notifications initially. I had to go in and turn notifications on for inbox because it's built to use like Samsung mail and Gmail. So I didn't get that. And you can't, you know, like quick archive, you know, from the watch because it's inbox and they don't know what to do with that. So that sucks. Um, and, uh, the watch faces look great though. Like it's funny cause on, you know, on this thing, it's got the Snapdragon 3100 and Qualcomm was talking about all the colors that show through and all that stuff. Right. Well, Samsung has been doing that for like, long. turn on buddy. Samsung has been doing that for a long time. Like their displays show full color. Like their watch faces look really nice at all times and stuff when they're, even when they're in always on display mode. So it's kind of funny that Qualcomm's doing it. But anyways, like the experience here, I did not like it. And I've cl- complained before about there being no apps available. That still stands. Like they've added some running and apps like that, like Strava's on here finally. And I think Endomondo and some of those. Uh, but there's no Google apps. <laughs> like if you get one of these watches, you don't have access to Google Keep. Uh, you don't have obviously the Google assistant. You don't have Google maps. You don't have any of those Google apps. They don't make them. So if you go into the Samsung galaxy watch app store, it's just a bunch of people making third party, like Google maps, navigation apps and other garbage like that. So, um, yeah, these, I, I don't, I don't like this watch at all. I seriously wore it for like a day and a half. And this is, this is not, and the battery life on it was like a day and it's supposed to get two to three day. I got like a day. Same thing as where I was. I don't know what the hell people are smoking. You're such a hater. I am such a hater. Uh, okay. But anyway, so fossil sport reviewed this thing. I know this got some hype because price was right. It has all, it has a Snapdragon wear 3100 NFC and heart rate and GPS and all that stuff. Uh, and, and again, the price wasn't bad. And then over black Friday, you could get it for 30% off. You get this thing for like 180 bucks. Um, it's, uh, it's probably worth about 180 bucks. I don't know what I would tell, <laughs> tell people to go pay 250 for this thing. It's like the, it's like the plasticiest smartwatch ever, which that's not a terrible thing, you know, like workout watches. You don't necessarily want them to be big and heavy and bulky, but, uh, it's a sport it, watch. it definitely feels kind of cheap. Um, it looks nice. I mean like the shape and design wise, like it's pretty simple and minimal. Um, but uh, performance, you know, like not great. It's got the new processor, which doesn't mean anything. Um, but it uh, it's kind of janky. The display's not great. Battery life was just normal. So I don't know. I mean, if you got this thing for really cheap, I hope you enjoy it. I, I did not really enjoy, enjoy this watch. Fossil so sport. you're just going to keep rocking the Mont Blanc? Might as well. Made that investment. <laughs> it's hot, dude. It it's... actually it looks great. Uh, it actually does run really well. But they up the store. Like this thing, for some reason, has eight gig storage and a full gig of RAM. I think, which maybe that helps. The display is better and things like that. Like Mont Blanc, Mont Blanc. They actually Mont did Blanc. stuff to uh, to make a really good Wear OS watch. It's just stupidly mm. overpriced. But uh, yeah, I mean the Fossil Sport's fine if, uh, if that's what you're going for. I don't know. Wear OS is such a disaster. The Android Wear, I should say the Android wearable ecosystem is, it's not good. It's not good. It's a disaster. Yeah, we thought it was coming back with the uh, help of Qualcomm, but that's Google's problem. I've been meaning to write a story about this for like three weeks now. The problem is that Google is relying on Qualcomm to keep the platform and to push it forward. And Qualcomm has shown that they do not care that much. I mean, they spent two years supposedly working on a new chip, which wasn't a new chip. Like they unveiled the 3100 and we were getting really excited about it. And then it's, 
it's just the 2100 with a coprocessor. Like, that's it. And the coprocessor isn't even being used yet. Because <laughs> the sport mode that we're supposed to get to make it last really long so you can go run an ultra marathon, that's not even here. Like, that's a software thing I think Google maybe has to do. So that's not here. Uh, the other big thing was the colors and displays. Like, come on. Like I said, Samsung's been doing that for a while. And then the other thing is the watch-only mode. And I think I've talked about this, but who wants to turn their smartwatch into a dumb watch just to make it last for a week? Just buy a dumb watch. It looks better than a smartwatch. It's just, yeah, the state of uh, Android and smartwatches is not great. We need a Pixel Watch. We need a Pixel Watch, but not with current stuff. Like this Snapdragon Wear 3100 is such a bust there's nothing special yeah there's (laughs) nothing special about it and that's probably why google went yeah we're going to skip another year because the tech still isn't there to make a good watch the the problem is who else is going to make it intel was making wearable chips for a while like i remember the the original tag hoyer watch that i reviewed was the best yeah it was the best performing wear os watch it probably still is it ran an intel chip uh so but I don't know if they're making them anymore. They probably don't care. They're just making LT stuff for Apple at this point, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe somebody like MediaTek could come in and, and be the wearable guy. I have no idea. But Qualcomm clearly is not the one. They spent two years making nothing. <laughs> it's got a co-processor. Yeah. Well, we talk about, you know, our smartwatches need to have GPS, NFC, all this good stuff, heart rate monitors, while Apple continues to just show everyone how it's done they've got ekgs and it's ridiculousness i mean it's just a see like you know i don't really care for the look of the apple watch and uh, and and, or like the actual experience itself but like if you're gonna do it that seems like the way you should do it like apple seems to at least know how to sell a watch so i don't know like you say it's all it's all bad Eldar in the chat says, F Apple. Yeah, I know. But still, they know how to put an EKG in a smartwatch. So I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that Apple's made the best smartwatch. I, people buy them, and uh, they seem to get better and better. Uh, you know, they're not doing five-day battery. They're doing one-day battery life, just like Wear OS is. But um, they're improving performance and making new chips and all sorts of stuff, whereas these things are still running like three-year-old Qualcomm leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Um, all right. So uh, quickly, OnePlus 6T. Can't believe this. We haven't done a show since we reviewed this bad boy. So here it is. Uh, I'll keep this short. OnePlus 6T is a really nice phone for the price. Uh, not my favorite phone. I'm back on Pixel 3. Uh, but it's a good phone, and the price is great, and almost everything's really nice about it. Oh, Tim has one, too. Uh, yeah. The camera is, I think the camera is completely average, borderline not good. Um Battery life was really good, though. Um, what else? A software experience is obviously great. OnePlus yeah. knows what they're doing. Little teardrop baby notch, baby teardrop notch. Looks great. Display looks great. Uh, I actually mostly like the phone. Um, something about the size. I mean, it's a big phone. It's large. It's like the same size, I think, as the 3XL, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Basically. It's totally the same size as that. So it is a large phone. Um, one thing I'll tell you is if you use this phone for a while, the one plus 60, and then go to the three XL, you realize how big that notch is on the three XL and how stupid it looks and how insane Google is for releasing <laughs> that thing. Um, uh, so yeah, I like the one plus uh, 60. I used it on Verizon and T-Mobile both. Uh, it was fine. It's totally great. 
I liked it. Uh, the wireless charging thing not being there, I don't really care about. Charges fast using their dash charging. Good phone. Are you using yours or are you using something else? What are you using right now? Pixel 3 XL, of course. Oh. <laughs> um, I got, yeah, like rhino notch life going on. Um, yeah, I mean, I was using the 6T for a bit. Um, in Hawaii, of course, I was switching between 6T and the Pixel 3. And, you know, but the Pixel 3, I mean, it's the camera really that kind of yeah. keeps me coming back. Um, but the 6T, it's a fine phone. Um, the in-display fingerprint reader was acting like super oh, yeah, janky like for me. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, like sometimes, you know, you'd put your finger on there and then like it just won't be red. You know, it'll just kind of do that flicker thing and then nothing will happen. The display will turn off. And you're like, okay. Uh, 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 you know wipe off my finger make sure it's like legible i got cheeto grease on it it's, it's kind of ridiculous but for the most part when everything's clean the screen the screen is clean and your finger's clean like and it can unlock in like about a second like i don't know if it's there yet you know we, yeah. we we've heard this is an optical reader and we've heard that maybe the new phones next year will have an ultrasonic uh, from Samsung and like that's the way to do it you know I mean that should be super fast it won't matter if your fingers got that gunk on it like it'll just be a better experience so props to OnePlus for trying something new but I, it's not great but it's not yeah. too bad so yeah it's I forgot just about of, the, the fingerprint yeah. reader the fingerprint reader was actually kind of frustrating what's really weird is when I first got the phone um I thought it was really fast, actually. I thought it was really fast to unlock. And then it got an update. And the first update was supposed to improve the fingerprint reader. And I thought it made it really slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but So what Tim's talking about is optical. It needs a bunch of light in order to read your finger. So it like glows light at, at your finger when you put your, with your thumb, your finger on it. And then it tries to read your fingerprint. Um, so in dark situations and stuff, it kind of sucks because it shoots this like burst of light. Um, I, yeah, it just didn't work that great for me. I'd rather just use uh, until until they get great. I'd rather just use these ones on the back. So they work. They do. Uh, but the 6T is a really good phone. I, I think a lot of people would probably be really phone. happy with it. Um, these are just little things we're complaining about. I mean, outside of the camera, because I just feel like most people should get an excellent camera these days. Samsung making ex- excellent cameras that they have for a long time. Google is. I, I, I don't know who else is. Huawei is, but you can't buy. Yeah, Huawei is, but you can't buy their phones here Uh, because LG's not making great cameras. I thought the 6D camera is fine. If you look in my uh, my camera shootout from Hawaii, uh, I thought I thought the OnePlus 6D actually represented itself rather well. So, it's just when I looked at all the like sample photos I took, I just went, "This is not good." Really? Yeah, Yeah. but whatever. Pretty good. Yeah, no, no not, I didn't. Not necessarily yours. The ones I took. No, like yeah, the your, ones I your took, sample like, photos. Mm, yeah, they were all bad. Uh, in uh, related news, OnePlus and McLaren are uh, getting together, doing a little something. Cheers. They're probably going to put like uh, an orange sticker under the back glass and put some more RAM or something in and call it a McLaren edition. That's and it's not going to be available in the U.S. Right, and probably not going to be available in the U.S. because their special edition phones are never available here. Oh, December eleventh, they're going to announce it. Yeah, they're only available in India. Like it may, and like if I assume this has to be be UK. Yeah, yeah, it has to be in the UK. But like, no, dude. Like the Avengers edition and the Star Wars edition were available in India before anywhere else, and I was just made no sense to me. Maybe just that part of the world people buy special edition stuff more than they do here. I don't know. I figured people would buy some of that stuff. 
I'd buy that crap. I'd buy the Star Wars one or something. Yeah. I'd definitely rock a Star Wars edition. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're, that's on December 11th. They're going to do that with McLaren. And yeah, it's probably just going to be... Because they basically like under the glass, they just put like a sticker under the glass. They just put... <laughs> And that's how they change the color of these phones. Because that purple one, what's it called? Thunder Purple. Thunder Purple was arrived also, I think, since we've last done a show. I think it's sold out yeah. now. But uh, probably the most disappointing colored phone I've seen OnePlus make ever, I would say. It's so weak and terrible. It's yes. like that lavender purple that Samsung has. And then it just kind of fades into like a black. It, it's so, yeah. it's just boring. It's just boring, yeah. Where's it's the very red? disappointing. The red one they did for the 6 is one of the hottest phones I've seen in a long time. And so for them to just do this ugly, smoky purple thing. Come on, man super weak yeah super weak uh all right let's change it up a little bit the show's gonna run long uh samsung had their developer conference three weeks ago or something now and they showed off foldable phone number one and two they showed look we got new ui coming that we're gonna slap on top of android it's called one ui and uh we're gonna push a beta out really soon to galaxy s9 s9 plus and note 9 and uh we have it up and running in fact we have a whole video tour of it but look I have a Samsung phone and it's charged and I can what? actually use it if I want to. Um, so this phone, uh, what, what was the idea of one UI? It was to make everything easier to approach and use or something like all the menus are really weird now. They're like, like when you go into them, they look like this. Uh, you probably can't see that at all. See Where it says like, it says like whatever menu you're in, it takes up like half the screen and the bottom is where you can reach everything. And Samsung said that's because that stuff's easier to reach, which I totally understand. Um, but they change everything to look very much more pixely. I know, again, you still can't see it. What if I change it to more pie? Yeah. Android and, 9 pie. Yes. And then they added night mode. So a full night mode where you can change everything black and blue if you hot. want to. So hot. They added the... Uh, sort of google style apple webos style cards so they did that uh, they, they changed a lot of stuff um so we have an overview video of this which shows you a lot of the big changes and then i've actually been using it off and on this week it's actually pretty nice i'm not gonna lie like when the galaxy s10 comes out i'm kind of right, i'm not excited because it's a samsung phone but the software i don't think i hate anymore There's something about samsung software for so long that's been so bad I don't, I don't hate this. It's actually kind of, I mean, I'm running Nova launcher on this thing, but, uh, it's actually kind of cool. I think people will enjoy this if people, uh, if people do flash and this is beta. So it's like hella broken, I think. But, uh, I think, uh, I think people are going to like this, like the new font and stuff like that, that shows the date and some of the stuff like, so yeah, if you double pull down the quick settings, like it takes up the whole page and shows you the time and big and the day i thought there was weather it's not weather but like all the buttons are in a good spot i don't know i i like it so uh if you are interested in flashing the beta there's instructions stuff at the site it is a little janky so uh just keep that in mind we're early in the beta period here but this is the first time in a while i think i've been sort of excited about uh oh and here's the the new always on display it's got color and stuff it's nice. Uh, Super minimal. I think Samsung did a pretty good job. And I don't ever say that about the software decisions they make. So it's saying something. Hmm. Uh, all right. So they, they announced this foldable phone. Okay. And uh, you were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim's like, I totally forgot I was there. Um, how was the uh, unveiling of the foldable phone? Were you blown there- away? Could you even see it? 
Uh, no. Um, so <laughs> Samsung put the us poor press people like in the middle of this huge Moscone Center, um, kind of like not auditorium, but you know it's like a big room, and we're near the back, so we can't get like real close to take pictures, I assume, or something. Thankfully, some people brought like their telephoto lenses with them and uh, all that good stuff, but. There was a lot of hype centered around this foldable device. And uh, and then they brought out like this big black box and show that it could unfold and because it's in this protective case so people can't see what the hardware looks like. Yeah, and then I just sort of I fell asleep after that. Um <laughs> it was a pretty darn uh, boring unveiling. I don't know how it was for you, but at least in the room, I was like, oh, okay, like I don't know. They didn't really explain, maybe at least to me, um, why having a foldable device is like the next cool thing. You know, I think it's more one of the things like, well, we can do it, so let's do it. That way we can say we're one of the first to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's great that technology is going that route. It's awesome that we can do things. Some things, at least from a consumer standpoint, don't necessarily need to be done. Kind of like the Pixel Slate. Uh, Other than that... People seemed hype about it. What what's it called again? The full uh, flex. Oh yeah, well, the uh, the display tech infinity itself. infinity flex infinity flex. Yeah, so that's that's cool flexing on them. I like that. Uh, other than that, I mean, we we hardly know anything. What what we think we know is that it's going to cost an arm and a leg, which is understandable. The last report we saw said it was going to be like sixteen hundred plus or something. So. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And like I said, they didn't give me a reason, at least to uh, to get hyped about it. No, so zero, I'm not hyped. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this on the last show, but yeah, they gotta they gotta sell me on why it's gonna be great. I don't know if it is gonna yeah. be weird flex. If it has okay. one, if it has one UI on it, though, I might be sold. I might be sold. Uh, but speaking of Samsung and where we're going, though, is so Samsung also showed off a bunch of prototype displays. Well, I shouldn't say showed off a bunch. They showed an image of some prototype displays. One of them is called Infinity O, and that's because it has like a little circle cut out over the, the uh, top left corner. And this week, Huawei jumped on stage at some singer's birthday party event or something and pulled out this phone. And uh, I think it's codenamed or something called Nova 4 right now. But it has the little whole display cutout in that top left corner. And so full display, just a little hole cutout. It's kind of a preview maybe for what the Galaxy S10 might look like because the Galaxy S10 is supposed to rumored to have this uh, this little cutout. I think it looks kind of cool, if I'm being honest. I, I think it looks kind of cool. I know it's... It's kind of weird because it's in that top corner and then that's going to kind of shift over notifications a little bit, you know, because it's in the very top corner where your notification would start. But I'm fine with that. I think that's a better idea than it dead center. Or would you rather be dead center? I don't know. Like, did you see these Huawei pictures? And like, what do you what do yeah. you think about them? <laughs> I guess over to the left is OK. I don't know if that's going to like trigger my OCD yeah. or something like that. I think, I think but... a lot of people are a little weirded out about it. I think maybe, well, especially now that Pi, you know, has the time on the left always, right. like it's anchored there. Right. Does that mean that the time has to get pushed over Probably. from that knot? And like that's going to kill it for me. <laughs> I won't be able to do it. So it's got to be center. It's yeah. got to be. All right, you're probably so. right. I don't think they're centering, though. All the, so this phone, it's what Samsung showed. Was it off to the Why is that, left? I wonder? I mean, no. it must be like a component reason the way it's attached, you know, underneath. I, don't, I, I just don't, 
I don't like the design though. Like if I was in the room and they were like, "Okay, guys, we're pitching ideas for where the camera hole should be." Like, oh, let me, guys, the camera hole's got to be in the center, like, like an essential phone, but just not attached to the actual top. Yeah, so, I guess if they did that, that would make or like the One Plus Six T, just uh, round it out around it. Something. Anyway, Huawei showed it off. They'll probably be one of the first to sell a phone with that little uh, with that little guy up there. Uh, somebody in the chat mentioned that they think Huawei will probably be one of the first with a foldable phone. I think they probably will be, actually. Uh, China always seems to uh, beat everyone um, to market at this point. So uh, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if Huawei is one of the first. What sucks for all of us is none of their stuff comes to the U.S. anymore because the U.S. government really doesn't like them. Yeah. True. Oh man! Now they're pushing for everyone else in the world to yeah. sort of sh- shun them. That's yeah. brutal. They really are. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, final topic: uh, Project Google's Project Fi is now not a project any longer. It is called Google Fi. And uh, in really odd news this week, they expanded it to more phones that aren't just Fi ready or Fi made or whatever you want to call them phones, like. Google has this lineup of phones. It's obviously the Pixel phones, and then they've worked with Motorola and LG to have some other phones that are built for Fi. And the reason they're built for Fi is so they can take advantage of the full Fi experience, which is using T-Mobile Sprint and U.S. cellular networks, as well as public Wi-Fi, and using their VPN service and some other stuff. And so you get this like ever-changing experience through your cell phone where you're always supposedly on the best connection available. And that's cool. That's kind of the selling point of Fi. I mean, the the plan is semi cheap, and you get unlimited data for you know up to eighty bucks or whatever. But so this week they announced that most Android phones work on it now, and most iPhones. And the problem there is they don't get the Fi experience. You only get T-Mobile, as far as I know. You don't get the carrier switching. Uh, you don't get the VPN and the other fast Wi-Fi to, to, to cellular switching stuff that Fi phones do. So you're basically just signing up for T-Mobile prepaid. <laughs> Which is bad. Like, yeah. in, at least in ter- when you consider what you could get with an actual plan from T-Mobile. Right. I don't know that it's that good of a deal. I guess if you your usage varies all the time, because Google Fi is very much pay-as-you-use kind of thing. Like, you pay a flat, what is it, 20 bucks up front for, like, the phone number and texting and stuff, and then you pay yeah. data after that, like, 10 bucks per gig up to 80 bucks. So if you're only using a couple gigs, like, maybe you're only spending 40 bucks, but... T-Mobile's got to have a plan or Cricket Wireless. One of those has got to have a plan that's 45 bucks and unlimited data or something. So I just don't know that it makes that much sense. If you travel a lot, it works well internationally, but I don't know if it does if you're not using a Fi phone. It's uh, it's a weird move. I thought they were going to announce that it, all of a sudden their technology works on like all these phones, the switching stuff, but it clearly does not. So uh Anyone in the chat going to switch to Google Fi with their non-Fi phone? <laughs> I would probably use Google Fi if uh, I didn't use Google Voice. I know you and I talk about Google Voice a lot, and I don't know if anyone knows or cares much about Google Voice. But we're like locked into Google Voice because it controls our main phone number. And if you take Google Voice phone number and try to go to Fi, they don't work together. So you have to give Fi your phone number and it screws everything up. But I would probably use Fi if for some if somehow I could get Voice to work with it. Because it is kind of cool, the switching stuff. The app's really slick. You have support ready, whatever. But It's not a bad service. It's just not hmm. for me. 
Yeah, it just doesn't work for you and I, that's for sure. Yeah. Um all right, cool. Should we uh should we do trivia? Yeah, let's break it down for some trivia. Should we do trivia? All right. It's uh <laughs> it's a it's a deal show trivia time. Um thanks for sticking around with us for the uh entire show. So if you're new, yes, the lights. Now we're good. Uh, so, uh, end of every show, we do DL trivia. Five questions. We give five people prizes. So, you can only win once. And uh, so, five people, five questions. Yeah, you can only win once per show, I should say. You can win every show if you want. Some people do. Uh, but what we do is we ask a question. And if you're watching live and you're on YouTube, you just type the answer as fast as you can into the chat. And if you answer first correctly, you win. And uh, that's pretty much it. So we do the five questions, give five people prizes, and uh, it's usually a blast. So uh, we will start in just a second. But if you need to, like, drop the resolution down, get that fast connection, go audio only, whatever you got to do, uh, do that now. And uh, and then we'll start getting started. Once again, sponsored this week by Anchor. They gave us five wireless charging stands, uh, which is fabulous. Because Google's phones now have wireless charging and everyone seems to care about wireless charging. Samsung phones have had it for like two decades, but uh, we care again, right? God. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you Anchor, for the, for the wireless charging stand. Uh, so, are we, are we ready? I'm ready when you are. Let's, uh, let's, let's just kick it off with question number one, please. All right, question number one is going up now. What was announced to be the price of a single NVIDIA spot before the product was canned? Never launched. What was announced to be the price of a single NVIDIA spot before the product was canned? So random. Oh, Evan Evan Brown Brown with the quickness. Um, The correct answer was $50 or $49.99. We would have accepted either. And, of course, as we know now, Google Home Mini came. And Google Home Mini destroyed any chances of NVIDIA Spot ever hitting the market because it does exactly what NVIDIA was trying to do. It's really sad. I still kind of like Spot, but I get it. I get why they killed it. And the round was super quick. Oh, that was ridiculously fast. How much is a Google Home Mini these days? 50 bucks. Oh, okay, never mind. Same price. Either way, it's still a better experience because it's not, you know, tied to your Shield TV. So, yeah, that was the weird thing. Nvidia wanted to create this network in your house. Like I remember when Jensen was talking about, create this network of spots in your house that all talk through your Shield to wherever. And it's like, well, Google's going to do Home, which doesn't go through your Shield. Yeah, it was Mm. a weird thing. It could have been cool. They should have just made it a Google Home Mini thing. But yeah, they probably didn't want to redo all the engineering costs there whatever whatever yeah evan brown congratulations evan brown r.i.p spots all right let's go ahead and uh, keep it rolling question numero dos por favor question number two going up now what processor powered the original one plus one mm. oh again what processor powered the original one plus one the og mm-hmm Oh, Brett Wright. Brett Wright. Yeah, Brett Wright with the correct answer of 801, the Snapdragon 801. Congratulations. George Vanner really quickly behind him. I don't know what you guys are going to see in the chat, but Tim and I both have Brett Wright with George like right, like a split second after. Yeah, but Brett Wright with the win there. Man, congratulations. You guys are quick today. 
Seems I know, what's quicker than normal, have you guys, right? Have they all? Everyone's moving closer towards us. I think they I they think know so. the secret, the latency. So. Everyone is moving to Portland these days. So, yeah, good for me. <laughs> Brett Wright, congratulations! All right, question numero tres. All right, question number three going up now. What year did Google Fi, formerly known as Project Fi, launch? Again, what year did Google Fi, formerly known as Project Fi, launch? Oh, Eric. Goodness gracious, Eric Ortiz. A constant Droid Life trivia winner with the correct answer of 2015. Yeah. Congratulations. Another super quick one. Eric's always yeah. quick. He is. I know Eric so well, Like I, I don't even have to ask him for his address. I'm just going to go to the post office, send out his stuff. <laughs> he wins a lot. Congratulations, Eric. He's just rolling. 2015. In like trivia Google prizes, man. Project yep, 2015. Congratulations. Yep. All right. We're going <laughs> to we're just going to keep it rolling here with a question number 4, please. All right. Number 4 going up now. What is the Pixel 3 Lite's internal code name? Mm-hmm. And even though I guess Pixel 3 may not the Lite may not be official either, but what is the Pixel 3 Lite's the reported name internal code name? I'm seeing Rocky L. Brody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rocky with the L. correct Brody. answer of Sargo. I, I pronounce it Sarjo just because I see Sarge and I'm like, yeah, per Sarge. But yeah, Sargo. I've gone Sargo. It could be Sarjo. Like yeah, Sargento. Sargo. Sargo. I heard they pronounce the fish. Rocky really L. Brody. Rocky L. Brody. Congratulations. We got a Benito in there, but Sargo is the Pixel 3 Lite. There is a Benito code name, but we have not seen that device yet. Yep. Eh. All right, Sargo. guys. This is question number five. This is your last chance to get one of these legit. So wait. I always Anchor. love it. Like Why we just started? did. Yeah, sorry. We just did question number four, and like at the end of everyone answering question number four, like this this answer for question number three drops. Like. <laughs> 2015. Everyone's dropping like Sargo uh, Benito, and then somebody just drops in the 2015. Come on, John, you're not live. You gotta catch up with <laughs> us here. Catch up. Yeah. We're almost in 2019 oh, already, and you're still back there. So <laughs> he's still All in right. 2015. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Question number five. Yeah. Ready? Question number five. Last question. Here we go. Question number five going up now. What version of Android was introduced at Google I.O. 2012? Mm. Again, what version of Android was introduced at Google I.O. 2012? We'll take a few different kind of answers here. You can answer this a few different ways. So we will accept a few things. Uh, I'm looking, oh I'm looking. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm not seeing the correct answer yet. <laughs> I there see, we go. Uh, Jackson. Oh, you got Jackson. <laughs> Let me well. Let me make sure. I don't want to. Brandon. I don't even see Brandon. I see Brandon Fisher with jelly beans. Is that what you're looking for? Is jelly bean? That is what I'm looking for. I see Brandon Fisher with jelly bean. Man, it's just the chat just took off. Oh uh, yeah, I see Brandon Fisher with jelly bean. All right, got that. Yeah. Yes, that's what I got. Woo. Yeah, I, I miss it. That's how quick it yeah, was. I just Brandon, Brandon Fisher Brandon with jelly Fisher. bean. Brandon Fisher with jelly bean. Goodness gracious. You guys really uh, kind of reigned in there for a yeah, second. Yeah, that just exploded the chat for a second there. Sorry about that. But yes, Brandon Fisher was the winner there. Jelly bean. Yes, Android 4.1 jelly bean. 
a lot of uh, a lot of incorrect answers in there. I'm really kind of disappointed in some of you guys. <laughs> Gingerbread. <laughs> we, should, yeah, we should all know our Android versions. I get it by year, you know that's difficult. But Ginger, I mean that's two point three. That's way back in the day. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, next year we already have. Um, I can announce this. Whenever we do our next show. It'll definitely be before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Like we have no reason not to, right? Um, yeah, but we have, we, yeah, we we have prizes for the, the our next podcast round. It's going to be uh, we got some noise canceling Bluetooth headphones. Mm. Things are sweet. So fantastic Christmas present to uh, give to yourself. And uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the next show already, man. We're also working on something really special. We're just waiting for it to go through. Yeah, not going to tell you what it is yet, but we are uh, waiting for it to go through, and uh, it could be a good, good like end of year show trivia with some big prizes, big prizes, big prizes. Yeah. We're getting there. We're waiting a little bit longer. Yep, before we before we announce. Yeah. Oh uh, boy! Oh boy! So excited! All right, great. Uh, anything else? Did you buy anything good for Black Friday? I did not. Um, but yeah, I bought uh, some uh, silicone, like a silicone cupping set. Oh, nice. Um, for like my cupping. back and my neck nice. and stuff. Uh, that was like, you know, 20 bucks. <laughs> so other than that, no. I was thinking about maybe getting one of those instant pots. You know, instant pots are all the yeah. rage Everyone right loves now, those, even yeah. though they've been around for 50 years. But right. yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking cupping set nice that's solid yeah very portland thing of me to get on black it friday is, it but. is very portland. <laughs> i really don't think i bought anything i don't know yeah, i was I'm buying not- like discount because like the galaxy watch was discounted so i was like oh i'll, I'll try that but that's not really like for me it's mm. testing purposes i don't know sweet uh the big prize is the dl fanny pack i saw someone oh. say i think it was eric was like they're gonna give away a bunch of sagas phones <laughs> That's the big prize. Yeah, we've got a big warehouse full of Sega's. Someday I'll have a funny story to tell about them, but not (laughs) maybe a couple years down the road. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining. It was a lovely Friday. It was a lovely Friday show. It's good to be back. It really is. Thanks, PC747 and Alex, for the donations, too, by the way. Thanks, everyone, for showing up, hanging out with us again. Good show. Yeah, we should be back next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's holiday season. I feel like we need to just so we can give away all the goodies for the holidays. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I think I'm good with that, too. Oh, oh duh. Yeah. Uh, Tim needs to put his email in the chat so you winners. Sorry, I just sort of left you guys hanging <laughs> totally hard right too. there. Hopefully everyone's you know, still in the chat. most of you guys anyway. But, um, yeah, so if you won trivia, please email me, tim at droid-life.com. <laughs> And we'll get you or your identity all sorted. And we're not going to pull a Marriott over here. We're not going to leak your, you know, your socials and your passport <laughs> numbers. Um, we're going to get you those prizes. I've got them actually sitting right behind me, so they're ready to roll. And uh, and just like that, Nick Fisher with the five dollar dono bomb. Woo! Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. You are the real MVP. And thank you, Brandon, for the reminder on the email. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was just about to log totally off and be too, like, yeah. "Peace, I'm gone." <laughs> Yes, email oh, Tim. Man. If you if you won, email Tim. He yeah. will get you your prize. Classic Tim. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, have a fabulous weekend. Be safe out there. 
Uh, we're Joy Life. Peace. Peace.